starting last month, we, we made a decision to really pray through the book of Acts. Acts is really just the, the account of the earliest days of the church, of the Christ community. And so uh, it's really a joy just to go through and pause when you see the word pray or prayer in the book of Acts to stop and say, what was happening there? To reflect on what was happening and see how that can inform us as Christ followers in prayer. I think prayer is often misunderstood, something that maybe only priests can pray in a very formal way. And many people feel like, well, I don't have the right words. I don't have the right, uh, you know, just the right uh, language to pray in a way that would honor God. Well, we're going to dispel that a little bit tonight as we look at really what I would call the simplicity of prayer. And uh, tonight's what I would call a micro teaching because we really want to spend time in prayer, more singing, more uh, lifting praise to God. The title is this, Weaving Prayer into Everyday Life. Weaving Prayer into Everyday Life. Our text comes from Acts chapter 1, starting at verse 21. A little context here. This is what's happening with the apostles, followers of Jesus, soon after he ascended back to the Father. Now what is taking place, it's almost like a little, like a quasi-business meeting. You see, they're down one apostle. That would be Judas Iscariot. And we know why, right? So we get to this point in Acts chapter 1, and they are looking to replace Judas on this, uh, this cast of leaders, this cadre of leaders. And so they're now talking about really the description of those who might be qualified to be an apostle. Acts 1, 21. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And they put forward two, Joseph called Barsabbas, who was also called Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, you, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. And what we see here, first of all, is the need. Prayer and uh, the needs that we have really go hand in hand. Oftentimes, we find ourselves in a situation of a need, something that we need help with, something be outside of our realm of being able to, to do for ourselves, and so we pray. And in this case, the need is this, a replacement for Judas Iscariot. And then secondly, we see their responsibility. You see, they did some work before this. They, they talked among themselves and they figured out, here's some qualifications. They did the work, in this case, establishing criterion for the, uh, this open uh, position, if you will, to be an apostle. Someone who has traveled the journey with them in Jesus. A witness of the resurrection, which means someone that saw Jesus post-resurrection. And then they put forth two names. Now, 
oftentimes we can go from prayer in prayer just with the need and then to pray. And we don't assume the responsibility that we have to do some of the work ourselves. And this is just a practical example that yes, we are to identify the need and then we're to, in this case, they were, uh, they were talking with other apostles, they were in counsel with one another, uh, and that's good for us to do to include what is our responsibility in this situation I find myself in. What work should I do? Uh, Maybe involve some other people in the conversation. And this is what they did. So they established the need, they assumed their responsibility, and then third, they declared their trust. I'd like to read verses 24 and 25 again. Their trust in the Lord to help them. Verse 24, and they prayed and said, you Lord who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. Now here's really the crux of what I'd like to share tonight. There's two thoughts. First of all, the fact that God knows. Notice they said this, you know the hearts of all. This is what I call a declaration. I think it's very helpful in a very practical way when we pray, and we can pray this, Lord, you know my heart. Lord, you know the situation. Lord, you know uh, the right solution. You know the right timing. You know the direction that I should go or we should go. Lord, you know. And again, that is just declaring in faith uh, the omniscience of God, the, the supreme knowledge of God. And this is what they did. You know, we could pray, Lord, you know what's wrong here. Lord, you know everything about the situation. Lord, you know the next move I should make or if I should wait. Lord, you know. That is something that in everyday situations, no matter when it is, day or night, as we pray, as we identify the need and we assume our responsibility and then we start praying, it's so biblical as we see here in in Acts chapter one to acknowledge the knowledge of God, to demonstrate that in faith and declare, Lord, you know, you know. And then second, show us, show us. Now, what are they saying here besides, Lord, you know, and as the band comes uh, back up, uh, Lord, you know and show us, reveal to us the next step. Share your knowledge, have your way. Lord, show us what is right. Show us the path forward. Again, this is something that if break it down, any situation at work, at home, wherever you are, if you're on the road, if you're in a situation, if you're in a tight spot, to simply say, Lord, you know, and Lord, show me the way. How much more simple can we make it? And then use your own words, your own language. You do not, again, need to be eloquent. You do not need to use words like thee or thou or whatever. Just in your own, however you would talk to a friend. Because again, Jesus said that now we are friends of him. And so as we pray, it's just in our normal language. Lord, you know. Lord, show us. Will you take those two little phrases 
They're the smallest praises you can get, like two words. Lord, you know. Lord, show us. And I encourage you to, even after tonight, start putting these into practice in your everyday life. This is threading prayer into your everyday moments. Well, again, tonight we want to weave this particular prayer example. We want to model this for you. So as we have opportunities to pray on certain prayer points, then we're going to model this. Lord, you know. Lord, show us.